0: This podcast is produced by Atlantic Garden Media. Hello, I'm Jonathan Richards. Welcome to the latest podcast from Reading, UK. Now, in this edition, we'll be discussing the launch of whatsonreading.com, the town's new all-in-one entertainment website. Before we introduce our guests, I should explain where we are. This podcast is coming to you from backstage at the Hexagon Theatre. And we're actually in one of the dressing rooms. Although, I have to say, it's a huge dressing room. It's not like you would might imagine this, uh, I think... Maybe for an orchestra or something like that. It's pretty impressive. So who's with me in this showbiz setting? Alex Brannan from Reading UK, the business marketing organisation who are the uh, one of the driving forces behind the new site – uh, we've got Damien Passmore, who's the editor of What'sonReading.com, Sarah Cox from the other driving force behind the website, which is Reading Arts, Suzanne Stallard from the arts organisation Jelly, and Nick Thompson from the Reading Rep Theatre. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: So let's go to Alex first from Reading UK and just tell us what Reading UK is.
2: A lot of what we do is trying to encourage... Business to come and relocate, but actually a key part of being a successful place to live and work is having a great offer for people, a great lifestyle cultural offer and so we get involved in a number of arts, heritage, and cultural uh, projects, and one of them, the most exciting recent one has been creating this this great new website. okay, so why did you need to create it? so I suppose the story goes back to reading 's Self-proclaimed Year of Culture in 2016. And lots of the arts organisations in Reading said at the end of that, what we need is a platform, a particularly a digital platform, to promote everything that we do so people can actually find it all in one place. I think some of the issue had been that you know everybody was doing their own thing, but there wasn't one single place where you could go and find out what was going on. And that you know, you'd hear that from residents in Reading, people visiting. And as I said, the the arts organisation. So that's been, that idea has been gestating, shall we say, for for a number of years. And then about 18 months ago, Sarah from Reading and Arts and I sat down and said, actually, you know, can we do something about it? And uh, and we've been
0: working hard for the last 18 months to the culmination of of what's on Reading launching. Which is a nice cue to bring in Sarah Cox from Reading Arts and... Reading Arts,
3: firstly explain what that is. So Reading Arts is the umbrella organisation that looks after the three Reading Borough Council venues, which are the Hexagon, South Street and the Concert Hall. We look after the marketing, events programme, online presence and all of the other bits and pieces that go with running, running the events programme. So within that we have about 450 events a year, ranging from scale to sort of the bigger stuff at the Hex to the small-scale um, drama and theatre programme at South Street.
0: So before this website came along a lot of people were going to your website.
3: Yes, yes, we had uh, the Reading Arts website kind of because it has such a vast events program already on there within the three venues. We kind of identified that as being the primary arts site for Reading really. So we knew that we had to u- we had to use the Reading Arts site as kind of a platform to develop Something bigger and better, really, that would that would host, you know, all of the arts organisations in Reading, but also still keep the traffic coming in for the three main venues.
0: So yeah. Alex came along to you and told you about this this idea for yes. a for a website. What was your what was your immediate reaction?
3: Um, I mean, it's 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 ambitious. That was my first thought. Is knowing how you know sh- the sheer volume of events that we have within our three venues and maintaining that. It was an ambitious project making sure that we kind of could fit every arts organisation in every other venue in and make it still somewhere that people can find events and, you know, kind of be able to do the event discovery that we wanted it was an ambitious project. But, yeah, I mean, it's... it's we, we kind of knew we had the right web agency and partners involved fairly early on, and there was a demand there fairly early on that we knew it could be a success if we got it I mean, right. I I
2: think we talked to lots of the partners, didn't we, at quite an early stage. Yes. Lots of the arts organisations said, you know, what do you want? Yeah. And the feedback was really positive, yeah. wasn't
3: it? It kind, of gave us the, um, it kind of gave us the peace of mind that if we went ahead with it and did, and did um, obviously invest in the site, we would get a lot of arts organisations being interested in it and signing up. Because the initial first couple of workshops we had, we had huge demand for it, didn't we? People were really positive and we knew there was, there was something there that if we got it right would really work. Um,
2: and I think talking to businesses, for example, as well, I mean, they, they've told us at Reading UK that actually, you know, having a much more visible cultural life for, the, for, for, for Reading is, is really good for them, helps them recruit and retain staff. And what we're trying to do now as, as a destination, try, we're trying to create a, a cultural destination in Reading, so actually making it easy for potential visitors um, if they're just coming for the day or, you know, or making it a weekend break as part of the Great West Way or whatever they're doing, actually making Reading a destination meant that we, had, we needed to have one unique point of reference where people could come and, and find out what was going on. Otherwise they'd just be trawling around the houses, visiting every single website of every one of them, very many arts organisations in Reading.
0: And Sarah, in a way, it was a bit of a leap of faith, wasn't it? Because you'd built up this Reading Arts website and mm. Alex here was saying, hand it over and put it under a new name.
3: <laughs> he was. He stole my site. No, well, I mean, it was a leap of faith. It was... We, I think the sort of concerns we had at the beginning were that we could still maintain the integrity of the site and keep the site fresh and, and really arts-focused and, and interesting... Um, but develop it further that was always the intention was to to create something bigger and better um and that's the you know the the result we've got really we've got something that is really dynamic easy to use and um yeah kind of fits ticks all the boxes really but yeah it was a bit of a leap of faith um but yeah it's we knew we had the right partners involved to make it work i think I mean, is it partly
0: your hope that some people will discover some venues through, uh, some Reading Arts venues through this? I mean, most people have heard of the Hexagon but yeah, many yeah. people might not have been to South Street.
3: Definitely, I mean it's, I think it benefits everybody having all of the sort of cultural offer in one place, I think that benefits definitely benefits South Street, I think it be- can benefit the Hexagon, it'll benefit all of the partners, I think, just because you see that whole range, you know, it, it's, it's nice to see, you know, the what's on today you know, you see the amount of events that are on in Reading in one place I think will benefit all partners and I think people people will go on there with a specific desire to look at a venue or to look at an event but they will also go on there with the, the desire just to you know I'm free tonight what can I do so yeah I think there's positives for all of us.
0: Okay, well, that's, that's some background then to, uh, to the, the birth of the site, if you like. But what's on reading.com is, is now the responsibility, I'm putting pressure on him, to, of Damien <laughs> Passmore, who's the editor. Damien, tell me about your, your journey on
1: this, this project. Well, it's 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 really quite a fun and interesting journey. As 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 Alex was alluding to, the conversations around the Year of Culture were things that I was in part involved with for uh, in various ways. Having been involved in the arts and cultural scene in Reading for many many years now, in a number of different. Guys as a performer, as a, a, an organiser of, of, of events, and absolutely a lot of the conversations that, that I was having with my peers at the time was was indeed for a site of this kind. Professionally, I'd, I'd been working for a long time as a copywriter and getting involved in sort of web UX and, and things like that, and the opportunity for this role came up earlier this year, and it was absolutely like. If there was ever a thing that was was kind of made for me, (laughs) it was just like, oh, this is it. So I I went for it, and and I kind of managed to convince everybody of my passion and enthusiasm for all things arts and culture in in Reading, and was very, very delighted to be given the role, and with that, was given the role of essentially recruiting the partners for the site. So that's been uh, the bulk of my sort of pre-launch stuff is getting involved and getting uh, in contact with arts culture and heritage organizations of all sizes from all across the greater reading area organizations big small all sorts of genres all sorts of offerings just like literally finding every possible corner that i could to make sure that that we were doing this as credibly as possible because if it was only the same old names and the same few people involved it wouldn't have that credibility as a as a genuine one-stop place and i think coming in as someone who wasn't directly already from writing arts or reading uk but was already sort of nestled within the arts and cultural scene i was able to add a level of independence that that may that probably staved off skepticism that might have come if if the offer had come from someone more directly involved in in either of the two parent organizations i suppose
0: i don't want to take you back to your job interview but i guess you
1: were you were i guess you were a frustrated user as well and Abs- absolutely this is this is absolutely something that that the town has needed for a long long time and i've had conversations with with friends who are involved in in the arts and cultural scene or just people who go to events and they say that there, there needs to be something like this a one stop place where you can find everything or as as close to everything as as possible so that you can find out something to do if you're a visitor if you're you know just looking for something to do on your birthday weekend or i really fancy some comedy or oh i heard so and so is coming but i don't know where they're playing at all that stuff you can you can find it in one place it's it's such a really blowing the trumpet of everything now i was about to say it's such a vital resource like it's (laughs) genuine life and death stuff but it's so it's not quite you know like a hospital vital resource but i think in terms of of who we are and what we do and, and and creating the life and the character of this town because there are so many people who say nothing happens in Reading oh there's nothing going on oh what's uh, and it really really isn't true there is genuinely something happening pretty much every day of the year.
0: So you had this uh, the, the, the bit of treasure handed to you from Reading Arts, which was the, <laughs> which was the starting point, which yeah. was their venues. How hard was it to, to get out there and tell everybody else and get other people on board? You, you call them partners.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and, and that's exactly what, what they are. Everyone is, as I was about to say, everyone is equally invested, but uh, it's only Reading Arts and, and Reading UK that actually have had to stump up any money for it. For everyone else, it's an entirely free... Platform. The only thing you've got to spend is your time, I I suppose, because everyone gets fully trained up. Everyone puts their own events on there and their own content and their own imagery. So it's kind of there's a a sense of equal risk, equal reward. So it really is a partnership between organisations, and not just here is a platform. Send us your details. We'll put it up the way that we want to put it, and we'll prioritise things the way we want to prioritise them. It's genuinely. Everybody is, is equally invested, in, and that's why I think this will succeed as a platform, as a project, as a resource, because everybody wants it to succeed, because when it succeeds, it succeeds for everybody.
0: So anybody listening to this who wants to get involved and become a partner,
1: how do they go about it? And tell me a little bit about the training. So uh, the, the quickest way to sort of sign up to become a partner, there is a partner sign-up page on the website. It's unposted on the homepage and it's, it's very easy to find from whatsonreading.com and we we'll just give a few details and then I'll be in touch to sort of go through the the sort of planning. The, the training we did, the initial sort of pre-launch partners, we did a week of training sessions in the very room that we're recording in and uh, sort of half a dozen people at a time. I think we did 11 sessions in one week, morning, afternoon and one evening because we know that a lot of Arts and cultural people in this town, they're doing it in their own time as a voluntary thing or it's, you know, they've got a day job and this is what they do as a passion. So they can't take time off work to come and do the training. So we knew we had to offer at least one evening and we were able to get it crammed into one evening session and not have to, to do too many of those, which was nice for my own sanity. <laughs> but uh, it was really, really great because a lot of these people from these organizations, I'd kind of I'd emailed back and forth with some, I'd had more email conversations with than others. Some I've never actually met in the flesh and it was great to finally meet all these people face to face properly for the first time and get to know everyone as as people and not just a contact at an organization and that again helps build that sense of partnership well sitting next to you is somebody who's
0: done the training so be careful how you answer this next question how easy is the training because some people might go training website oh don't fancy that
1: it's really really straightforward i i think i mean it's it's trickier for me to to gauge that because it's digital and and web stuff is is kind of professionally my my bread and butter and has been for a good many years now. But certainly from having done, as I say, 11 training sessions with with people of, of, and I'm sure they'll forgive me uh, for saying, uh, varying degrees of web savviness, I suppose, there wasn't anyone that truly, truly struggled. You know, some people found some bits more difficult than others, but it was, it was really straightforward. It was only two, two hours of training. Some people stuck around a bit longer just to make sure that they got it, which was fine. But it was it was really, really easy. The, the platform that we use is really, really straightforward and just really sensible to use. It's not complicated. It doesn't try to trick you. So if you've got your content ready, it's very easy to just, this goes in here, this goes in here, this bit goes here. Here's the little niggly bit where it comes to dates. But once you know how that works, great so i i like to think that it's it's really straightforward and and it's been it was a, a fun experience to do all those training sessions so with us is somebody who has completed this training and that is nick thompson from reading rep
0: theater nick was it easy what was it like
4: I, w- I would say i'm probably medium on the on the computer savvy scale and uh i didn't struggle really at all and what was great about it actually was that we did actually get the opportunity to come in and do it with a group of group of other people as well, because that's pretty rare, and I've dealt with lots of listing sites in my times and updating events across lots and lots of platforms, and that doesn't normally exist. So it was really nice to get in a room with everyone and I can promise anyone that is thinking of joining up they shouldn't be intimidated by that bit.
0: So Nick tell us a little bit about Reading Rep. I think the last time you were in the headlines you were going to be setting up a, a new theatre.
4: That's right yeah. the Reading Rep is a professional producing theatre organisation based in, in Reading. At the moment we work out of uh, Reading Studio which is on the King's Road. Um, but as you say we are in the process of a capital campaign to build a new 180-seat theatre on the King's Road.
0: And if anybody wants to get involved in that, I guess they can still get in touch with you. As you said, you're still raising funds.
4: Absolutely, yes. We are. Things are going very, very well, and I think, I think the... Um the interest and, and, and the way our fundraising has been going shows that there is an appetite for, for, for this in Reading. So if anyone does wish to, be, to, to to donate or buy a seat or buy a brick, we've got lots of campaigns. Um, you can go to our website uh, and all the information's there.
0: So when you heard about this, this website, what was your reaction to it?
4: Uh, much needed, I think, I would say. Um, interestingly enough, I had moved back to Reading. I'm from Reading, but I moved back about six months ago to, to join Reading Rep. So for me, it was very much about getting in touch with the cultural scene in Reading again, having been in London for the last 10 years. It was difficult to, you know, this didn't exist back then. And I I spent my time trying to find these organisations. It would genuinely be a much easier task now with an interest in arts, culture and heritage to go out and find what's going on. So a vital resource, I would say.
0: And what are the what's the what's the big show you're promoting at the moment on whatsonreading.com?
4: So we are promoting our Christmas show. It's the Nutcracker. It's a musical adaptation. It's gonna it's gonna have snow, live music, and all sorts of other things. It's for seven plus, and we would love to see you.
0: Now another partner here, who she's in the corner. She's in the disgraced corner because she hasn't done the training yet. Uh, is Suzanne <laughs> <laughs> is Suzanne Stallard from the arts organisation Jelly?
5: Well. Being an arts organisation for the past 26 years in Reading, before websites even existed, we've been really aware of the lack of focus for arts organisations in the town for us to find information like Nick and Damien have been talking about. And I have actually been on the website, even though I may not have (laughs) uploaded our own stuff in there. So I can say it's a brilliant resource, and I'm so excited to see that there is somewhere that showcases the full potential of what happens in the town.
0: And tell us a little bit about what Jelly does you said the stuff what what stuff do you do (laughs)
5: well I wasn't for training because i had been doing two weeks of programs we do a huge number of activities and events so last year we did 468 events over the year and that ranges from working in the community free activities working with partners, working in schools. Um, We do a street market three times a year with Reading UK CIC and we also do exhibitions and, yes, a lot to find out, but this is the platform we've been looking to find.
0: So the event's coming up, what, what, what will you be promoting on the website?
5: We're excited to be part of Magical Christmas in Reading again this year. We've got a number of events taking part for adults and for children as part of that and also to see the bigger programme. We've got some solstice-themed activities, so we do a lot of work in other places. So we're taking over Picnic Cafe in the Butter Market, and we're doing an art installation all around light and candles and things. So we've got artwork, plants, and we're going to be doing candle making, and that's an adult-based activity.
0: I mentioned when I spoke to Nick about how people could get hold of the Reading Rep Theatre. How can people get hold of, of Jelly if they want to get involved?
5: Well, hopefully, through the new website right now, <laughs> once I've had my training. <laughs> but um, at the moment, we're on multi platforms, and that takes a lot of activity on our behalf. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all as the Jelly Reddin. And we also have a website, jelly.org.uk, which people can go to, or pop into Broad Street Mall and find us there and pick up information.
0: And that's a really important point, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people give up their own time to put on cultural events in Reading. This is going to save them time.
5: I hope so. It's the magical website of Reading, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> and hopefully also be part of, of, of growing a cultural audience together as well, because I think people having more of an interest in going to more events on more days of the week is only good for, for, for all of us.
5: Absolutely agree with you there. It's about the diversity, isn't it? Because our events may be so small and niche in some times, but if they come to our events through this platform, they're able to see a wider things going on. Because quite often people ask us about other events.
0: So Damien, there we heard a couple of the the partners talking about their part in the website, but
1: there's a whole variety of stuff on it, isn't there? I think right now there's probably something close to eight hundred events which includes not only events in the strictest sense, of uh, you know a musical performance or a play or, or something like that, but also events at our very many museums, uh, Reading Museum, the Merle and, and, and the your Museum of Greek Archaeology. There's And also there's things like classes and courses and workshops that are put on by all sorts of organisations, so dance classes and art classes and art workshops and youth theatre workshops, uh, there's, there's a lot of those. You can find something to do or you can find something to see. There's truly so much stuff on there. We, we have to break it down. Into, into 12 genres very broadly, which off the top of my head, and I'll try to remember them in alphabetical order. Oh. 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 So oh. let's see. Uh, so there is art and heritage, children, classical, dance, festivals and special events. We need a ticking clock in the background. Film, though. food and drink, music, theatre and spoken word, tours and walks, and I have forgotten to, comedy, and did I say food and drink? Yeah. yeah, I think the drink. anyway, I think. I got so. the um, but yes, I think that deserves a yeah, round of yeah, applause. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the point I'm trying to get to is that you can you can search the site by genre. So if you're just looking for comedy, you can just search under comedy. If you're looking for uh, activity for your kids to do, you can look under children's. If you're looking for live music, that goes under music. But if you're looking for classical music, that goes under classical. It's really, really good in, in that regard. And also there's a, a, a section on there, which is kind of, a we call it the explore section, or in some parts of it, it's under the, the head of Inspire Me. And that's kind of curated content, which is... <laughs> A big part of my role as the web editor is kind of bringing lots of different things together into curated themes to help people find things that they may not necessarily find or may not have otherwise have found. So on the homepage at the moment, uh, at least at time of recording, we've got uh, a collection of classical things, a collection of stuff at museums, live music picks for November, comedy picks for November, a whole section about the, the amazing Dance Reading Festival that kicked off at the weekend, which is a brilliant, brilliant thing. And there's also... Uh, a couple of curated sections around the wonderful Christmas stuff that happens in Reading which is kind of split into the Reading UK Magical Christmas in Reading which has already been mentioned and then kind of a a separate section for, for the great things that aren't covered by Magical Christmas in Reading but are probably equally magical And Sarah from
0: Reading Arts you one of the big investors in this if if you like it's a big moment for you isn't it Christmas I guess you've got a, a lot of important events happening
3: yes we have so we're, we're building up at the moment with um, our just our standard events program so lots of comedy and music um, Rob Beckett Josh Widdicombe we've got Australian Pink Floyd coming up Jules Holland Squeeze Um, some big sort of big gigs coming up and then we build to our festive program which is the pantomime at the hexagon so cinderella at the hexagon which features justin fletcher who's our superstar kids tv performer and he stars in cinderella this year and then at south street we've got um, reading between the lines doing their second christmas show with us which is hansel and gretel which will build on last year's super success that we had with christmas carol which which pretty much sold out every single show um and at the concert hall, we've got some lovely classical concerts. So we've got the 16 doing a festive concert in December. So yeah, a real mix of a real mix of festive events and live music and comedy coming up.
0: And I would imagine in December, this dressing room is going to look pretty different with the cast of Cinderella <laughs> yes, in it. It
3: certainly will. Yeah, they're here for they're here for 50 performances and they're here for over six weeks in total. And they, yeah, they set up camp in here and it becomes full of festive cheer. Pictures, flowers, all kinds of stuff goes on in here. Yeah, it
0: must become their sort of living room, I guess. It is.
3: Yeah, this is this is where they'll hang out and eat their dinners and socialise a bit. So yeah.
0: And Alex, we heard a little bit of a mention there about uh, magical Christmas in Reading, or just magical Christmas. <laughs> tell us Always about it. Always more magical in Reading. Tell us about some of the events that will be going. On. I mean,
2: th- there is such a diversity of, of events going on in, in Reading this year. I mean, it's fabulous. And just to give you a flavour, so we've got the Rosette Hotel in the Fallbury, we've got. A showing of the silent Peter Pan film, which is a you know a classic Christmas film from 1924 with live harp accompaniment in the in the cinema that they have in the hotel, which is going to be gorgeous. Just outside the Roseette, there's going to be the Santa run, run. So I mean that's a real contrast. Um we've got the elf station at Broad Street Mao, Santa and Grottos and all things, traditional Christmas. We've got, I mean, my kids are too old now, but, but if they were If I'm going back quite a few years, bring your own baby Christmas special with some really great comedians. Sounds like a terrific, (laughs) a terrific thing to do so you don't miss out on Christmas, even though you've got young kids. And I think possibly is going to be my favourite for for this year is the 12 pubs of Christmas, which (laughs) the Time Trap escape rooms are organising for us. So they are doing 12 escape room style challenges in 12 Reading Pubs on two days, the seventh and the twenty-second of December. So if you like team, time trap, escape room type stuff, and possibly a half a bitter on as you go round, then I think that is the event but for why, you. Why
0: would you want to escape from a pub? You just want to stay Be- because there because there.
2: <laughs> there's always another pub afterwards <laughs> until you've done all twelve. Although I have to say, please drink responsibly, and you don't need to do all twelve pubs in one afternoon. But a great way a great way to get around Reading.
0: non-alcoholic drinks are available indeed so
2: I, th- I think you know we're launching it now because christmas is always so busy in Reading. there's always so much going on from the panto that we talked about to other christmas shows and and the crafts and the art side and so i think you know it is absolutely the best time for What's on reading.com to launch and that's why we have you know we're always going to have loads and loads of events on it but this time of year it's Packed.
0: Well, that's fantastic. And uh, don't forget, it's all at whatsonredding.com. Alex Brannan from Reading UK, Damien Parsmore the editor of whatsonredding.com. See how many plugs I'm putting in. Sarah Cox from Reading Arts, Suzanne Stallard from Jelly, and Nick Thompson from the Reading Rep Theatre. Thank you all so much for joining us in our Reading UK dressing room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Atlantic Garden
1: Media. If you'd like a professional podcast for your organization, contact
3: us by emailing info at atlanticgardenmedia.com.